Hi, I'm Felicity and welcome to We Are YA The Check-In, a weekday chat with young adult authors. We're checking in and seeing how your favourite YA authors are doing at home during this very unique time and, of course, talking about their books. My guest today is Cameron Lund. She's a young adult author, singer-songwriter and cheese enthusiast. Originally from the middle of New Hampshire woods, she moved to the beach to study film at the University of California, Santa Barbara and has stayed out west ever since. Her love of travel has taken her to more than 25 countries. There's nothing she loves more than writing while on an adventure somewhere, preferably with a view of a waterfall. Cameron's debut novel, The Best Laid Plans, is out today. Cameron, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. This is so exciting. I know. Happy book birthday. <laughs> Thank you. It's very exciting. Well, where am I? If, obviously, travel is not on the cards right now. So where am I speaking to you from? Um, so I am home right now in San Francisco. Um, alas, I had a big trip planned to travel, but <laughs> I'll be in San Francisco for a little while. <laughs> and San Francisco, what's that like in terms of how is the vibe in the community? Is it sort of, is everyone coming together? It's actually okay. We were the first, um, the Bay Area was the first area to enforce a lockdown uh, about a month ago. Um, so it's been feeling kind of hopeful around here I would say we've all kind of gotten used to things and um, yeah yeah it seems like things are looking up slightly over here so well that, that's good that's good um well as we said it is your book birthday today your book comes out on Tuesday the, the 7th of April which is so exciting um but for people who haven't heard anything about the best life plans tell me about it what's the book about um, so The Best Laid Plans is a rom-com coming-of-age story uh, about Keely Collins. She is a senior in high school, um, and she is starting to feel kind of left behind the rest of her friends. Um, she's convinced she's the last virgin left in her class. Um, and she meets this hot, experienced, uh, older college guy. Um, and instead of telling him the truth, uh, she is afraid that he's going to drop her if she's honest with him. So she asks her best guy friend, Andrew, to teach her the ropes, help her become a pro um, so that she can impress this guy that she likes. Um, and it is a uh, feminist, sex positive uh, story, but with all the old same rom-com tropes that I love. Yeah. Well, as you said, it's a feminist, sex positive story set in high school. Why was that important for you to tell? Yeah, so I love rom-coms. Um, I've been, you know, reading rom-coms forever, watching. I love all of, like, the 90s and 2000s rom-com movies. But there have always been a few problematic tropes in all of them, I feel like. Um, and a lot of that is uh, I really just don't like the trope of the, um, like, popular hot girl who is kind of one-dimensional and just, like, mm -hmm. mean. Um, and so I really wanted to write a story that... Uh, made sure that all of the characters in the story, whether they're like foil to the romantic lead, her main character's friends, what have you, that they all felt like real people. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also, in terms of um, the sex positivity, I just really wanted to write a story that showed, um, I just don't, I hate the double standards that men and women face in terms of sex. Um, mm -hmm. And it, the example in the book is, you know, Andrew is having all of this sex and is, like considered this player kind of in, in kind of a positive light at school whereas um Danielle has sex one time and ends up getting slut shamed for it and I really mm -hmm. wanted to tackle that a little bit um and just show that 
you know, your sex life is no one's business but yours. Um, if you're having a lot of sex, that's great. If you're having no sex, that's great. Someone that's totally uninterested in sex and you just don't care about it, like, that's great, too. Um, just that, that everyone's relationship with sex is personal and kind of that's what I wanted to show in this story. Yeah. And I think obviously we say that a lot of times in high school tropes and stuff in film, particularly for boys. And that's mm-hmm. discussed about all the range of boys' relationships to sex. But girls are never allowed to have the, the multitudes of relationships that you're showing in the book. So obviously that was important to you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's so much media, you know, like American Pie or Super Bad or what have you, where high school boys talk like really explicitly about the sex that they're having or not having. Um And I wanted to show that teen girls have all those same conversations too. Um, They might have slightly different tone to them. They might not. um, But I wanted to show um, kind of the female side of the story with that. Yeah, no. Well, and I think a big part of the rom-coms is obviously either depending on what the trope you're using is, is, but for this one, it's the friends to lovers, which is a really tricky one in a way because you've got to balance the you want them to be in these situations where they're almost going to kiss, but then you don't want to have them come together too quickly. So, cause you want the tension to come through. How did you go about that? Um, so friends to lovers is my favorite romantic trope. And I think it's because mm-hmm. it's, there's so much history there. It's like, you're coming into a situation where the characters are already really close with each other versus, um, you know, characters that just meet and you're creating that history. Um, And so I love that there's so much you can play off of with like old inside jokes or stories or things that happened. Um, But my technique in terms of romantic tension is I always push things as far as possible in the story. So Mm -hmm. tons of scenes where like they're almost going to kiss or they're talking about something where you think something's going to happen and then you like pull the rug out at the last minute and you're like, ha you have to wait a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of (laughs) what I'm doing here. There is a very strong scene in this book, probably about three quarters of the way, where there, you pull that rug real fast because I was like, yes, they're going to kiss in this moment. And they don't. And I was a little, I was a little angry at you, Cameron, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, you keep people turning the pages as you're like, are I mean, they going to kiss? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, love, I love Andrew and Keeler's relationship. I think you wrote that them so beautifully as, as friends who were evolving into something more but didn't quite know how to express it. Um, was that something as well that you had to learn how to balance is how can they admit their feelings without admitting their feelings without looking frustratingly dumb? Mm -hmm. It's tough because one of the tricky things with rom-coms is that in order, you know, you have to have that conflict and a lot of times that conflict comes from lack of communication. Um, You're like, how do I make characters that can't communicate with each other while also not being so frustrating to the reader? Um, and so I think it's a lot of subtext. It's like saying something, but really you're saying something else that the one character doesn't realize what you're actually saying. Um, a lot of that is just in, you know, making sure that the kind of the reader knows what's going on, even if the characters don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a big part of that I loved about The Best Life Plans as well is actually Keely's relationships with her friends and sort of how senior year really kind of affects that and puts like a... I don't know, a timeline on everything? Is that something that you experienced for your senior year? Yeah, so something, I I went to a small high school like Mm -hmm. Keeley, and, you know, there's all these people that maybe you're friends with just 
for the reason that you have like one interest in common or you grew up on the same street or you're in the same class but a lot of it is almost like friendship of convenience versus people that you're actually your your true self with um and I noticed at the end of senior year a lot of us um kind of started being a little bit more true to ourselves and and realizing feeling comfortable being who we actually were because we knew that there was a time limit and that we were going to leave um and so we kind of noticed that, you know, some of these friendships um, are, are the real deal and are going to meant to be forever. Um, you know, I'm still in touch with uh, some of my best friends from high school. Um, and I always will be. Um, but then other friendships are kind of just like, you're cool. I like you, but maybe we don't actually have as much in common as we thought we did. And, and when, when we leave high school, um, we probably won't ever talk to each other again and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of that time of self-discovery of figuring out like which friendships are true and which friendships are just because it's convenient. Yeah. No. And I think that's such an interesting senior year is really when a lot of final decisions get made and also just a feeling of finality that hits you as well, that kind of, you know, affects Mm -hmm. all your choices and how you see things and how brave you get to be. And yeah, I think you did it, it. That feeling is in the book in a really lovely way. Um, now, I, yeah. I may have heard a rumour that you are working on a new book or something new anyway. Is there any hints that you can give us? Yes. So uh, I'm, I'm not allowed to talk too much about the book, <laughs> but I can say um, that it has a lot of the same kind of things uh, that I love to write about, you know, that are in the best laid plans. We've got um, lots of sexual tension characters that are maybe with the wrong people kind of figuring out who who they're supposed to actually be with um we've got some more complicated female friendships um some mean girls that maybe uh are not quite as mean on the inside Mm -hmm. um just all the same kind of stuff that I love oh beautiful I love it I'm excited already (laughs) when I did hear a bit of a I did want to clarify because we've been asked this question already is is it a sequel to the best laid plans and I, I can so um it is not a sequel mm-hmm. it is a totally different uh universe um but I have been thinking potentially in the future of maybe going back to the world of the best laid plans Ooh, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed about seeing and I won't say who because <laughs> the book has just come out how certain people go on to the next step is what I would say I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd happily read that. If, if you felt like you wanted to slide it into my inbox, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, I have but, little plot bunnies of, like, different girls and where they put, could potentially end up. Oh, well, I'm sure both me and your editor will be thrilled to hear that. <laughs> now, of course, we did get questions not just about the se- if there's a sequel coming, but other questions from fans. So I'm going to hand them the power and ask the questions on their behalf. First one comes from Zach Lewis, 14, from Instagram DMs, and he would like to know is, I know the book is fiction, but are there any parts that were pulled from real experiences? Um, so I would say it's, it's pulled from real experiences in the way that, um, like Keely, I felt like I was a late bloomer, um, and a, lo- a lot of the kind of anxieties that she's feeling were taken straight from um, some of the anxieties that I felt in high school. Um, and so I'd say a lot of that is, um, kind of honest to who I was, uh, but then the rest is, the rest is fiction. 
It's so don't go looking for yourself in the book. Is that what you're saying to your family and friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't look too hard into it. <laughs> yeah. It's not you. It's not about you. <laughs> uh, and now Bookish Princess from Instagram wants to know is what was your high school experience like? Um, so very similar to Keely, as I said, you know, I had, um, I had a lot of different friends who were all in different groups and a lot of my friends weren't friends with each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was always something really interesting for me to, you know, I'd have a birthday party and I would have like six different groups of people there that maybe didn't really like each other or know each other. Um, (laughs) And so I was kind of floating between everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was definitely, you know, they're all kind of little bits of me. Like I was really into theater like Ava. Um, Yeah, they're all just like little facets of my personality. Okay, nice one. Now, Mel's, this is going to be this a tough question. Mel's view from Twitter would like to know or would ask you to choose only one, pizza or books? <laughs> oh, that's really hard. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to go, I'll have to go with books. Um, yeah. I, I do love pizza a lot. But the thing is, is I can like, I can come up with some pizza alternatives. We can do some like grilled cheese or something instead and get my, oh, get my, my look at you. <laughs> crafty crafty writer always trying to write around the rules yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that you've survived the fan questions now comes the check-in questions so are you a work from home person normally or is this a bit different time for you no so this is different for me and I'm um I'm usually a receptionist at an office so luckily okay. they I'm still working from home um but they've had to give me other work to do because you can't really reception from home no (laughs) well so what has it been like for you in terms of working from home and like have you established a routine or have you had an epic failure trying to establish a routine (laughs) yeah I would say I've been like living in my pjs a little bit more than I should maybe (laughs) um Ah, yeah but it's it's good it's been you know have my work hours and then I've been pretty good about going outside and taking like a long socially distanced walk each day um one of the things I love about San Francisco is we have a lot of like wilderness areas um so I live Mm -hmm. right next to basically some hiking trails in the middle of the city um so it's been nice to go out and kind of walk on those trails um and then come back in I've also been um doing a lot of coloring listening to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts and things so just ways to take my mind off stuff yeah, that's a good idea, like getting that sort of days over, do something else. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of, you said you've been listening to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts and things. What is your top tips? What are the book recommendations you would give out to people now who are at home looking for something to do? Ooh, okay. Um, well, speaking of grilled cheese, uh, I just read Tweet, <laughs> Tweet Cute by Emma Lord. Oh, yeah. And that was just so much fun, so lighthearted. Um, I also... Let's see. I read uh, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder um, mm-hmm. and All Your Twisted Secrets by Diana Urban. I did both of those on audiobook and they are both Ooh. really like fun, fast paced, good audiobooks. Yeah. I hope they sound. Are you, so are you an audiobook reader over a normal reader or? I always have. I shouldn't say, no, <laughs> I shouldn't say normal reader because it makes it seem like one's better than the other. I think they're both valid ways to read uh, so I usually have three books going at once I have an ebook Ooh. on my phone and then I have an audiobook and then I have a regular paper book and I kind of rotate between the three. Oh, I could never do that I'm a one book kind of girl oh really <laughs> yeah no I can't juggle it's something about me that I need to be like I'm, I'm monogamous to the book that I'm with <laughs> 
Um, and what about any uh, TV shows? Are you binging anything? Anything people should dive into? Um, so I just finished Tiger King. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel I almost yeah. feel like I shouldn't recommend it because I don't like the idea of giving all of these horrible people attention. Um, <laughs> no, but... I, it's it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a really tough one to battle with because it's fascinating, but they're they're awful. Yeah. So I did watch all of that in a couple of days, though. Um, and then my go-to, I have talked about this all over the place, but I just love Survivor. And for anyone that is looking for a way to kill time, there are like 35 seasons of Survivor available on Hulu. So <laughs> can dive into that. Imagine doing that the whole 35. That would definitely, you'd, cut, you'd come out with a whole new perspective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you listen to audiobooks and podcasts. What podcasts should people be listening to? Um, so I just started um, the other day a podcast called The Dream, um, mm-hmm. which is each season they focus on it's basically like a different scam. And then they spend the whole season oh. like interviewing people that have like fallen for the scam or like wh- the history of it and all these different things. So there's um, that's been really fascinating. Um, yeah. And then I also am a huge fan of I think it's called uh, Heaving Bosoms podcast. OK. Um, and it's two women who love romance novels and they will just kind of like they read a book each week and then kind of talk about the book and go into detail over stuff recap it but they're hilarious I love them so much oh how fun oh they're they're great ones I haven't heard of either of those yeah I'm excited now. yeah and now I gotta ask are you a gamer or not a gamer no I'm not I I actually recently on Twitter asked for some game uh recommendations because I have a little bit more okay. time now um, but I haven't gotten into it yet. I tried. Everyone's talking about Animal Crossing, and I tried it for like five minutes on my phone, and I don't think I really get it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I need to maybe like give a little bit more or like ask somebody about it because people seem to love it. Oh, I know it's everyone's talking about it, and I'm like, I'm the same. I don't quite understand it or get it, but I'm not a gamer, so yeah. I think maybe it's just part of my brain isn't wired that way. Yeah, same. <laughs> well Cameron again happy book birthday it's a big day for you it's your debut novel it's out today so thank you for joining me on we are YA the check-in thank you so much for having me this is so fun it's great Cameron Lund's debut novel the best laid plans is available from all book all bookstores today and if you're at home it's also available in both ebook and audio on your favorite platforms you can follow Cameron on both Instagram and Twitter